Hi there, and welcome to the C10 Podcast, where we mainly talk about leadership and mentoring in 10 questions with changemakers, mostly with ties to the Kansas City area. This is all part of the C of the Major Leagues Foundation, and specifically a tie-in to our C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. I'm Matt Folks, Executive Director of C of the Major Leagues and usual host of this podcast. I'm honored that you've chosen to listen this week. Thank you so much. Now, let's get into this week's conversation. This is episode 141 of the C10 Podcast, and as we do occasionally, I'm turning over the hosting this week to somebody else. As Al Wallace, a longtime sportscaster here in Kansas City, and now one of the mentors in the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program, interviews Max Utzler, who taught journalism at both the University of Missouri and the University of Kansas, and was instrumental in helping us develop the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. If you've listened to many of our previous 140 episodes, You've heard Max a time or two. He's been a co-host with me a couple of times. We even did an interview with Max during the early days of this podcast, episode 16 to be exact, in August of 2020. But this week, you'll hear a little different side of Max as he's interviewed by one of his longtime friends and somebody who he helped get a job at one point, Al Wallace. A little bit about Max, though. As I mentioned, he was instrumental in getting the C10 Mentoring Leadership Program planned and launched before the 2018-19 school year. And at that time, he was still teaching at KU. Lucky for us, though, he was about a year or so from retiring at that point. In 2020, Dr. Utzler, as we'll call him for a moment, received Broadcast Journalism Education's highest honor, the Edward L. Bliss Award. Before retiring, he was also recognized at KU as the top mentor among his peers. Prior to joining the faculty at KU, Utzler served as assistant news director at KOMU-TV and associate professor for the School of Journalism at Missouri. He joined the KU faculty in 1984 and served in both teaching and administrative positions. After serving as assistant news director at KSDK-TV in St. Louis, he was a reporter, producer, and freelance writer with major media outlets including MLB.com, MLB TV, CBS Sports, NBC Sports, Fox Sports, and ESPN. He spent half a year at KPNX TV covering sports in Phoenix, Arizona. Max, who's from a farm community in central Illinois, graduated from Knox College before starting his career as a junior high English teacher in Minnesota. This interview with Max and Al Wallace was recorded in front of a live studio audience, so to speak, which I suppose is better than recording in front of a dead studio audience. Where's the snare drones when I need them? It was recorded a little more than a month ago on November 1st during a Zoom with our C10 Mentoring Leadership students and mentors. So you may hear a reference or two from Al or Max about the group and specifically speaking to the students. Okay, with that, Al, take it away. I am honored tonight, and I say that with all sincerity. Uh, I am honored tonight to uh, be able to, um, if you will, lead C10 in this conversation that we are going to have with Max. I found out within the last 24 hours, Matt asked me to do this. And so I I didn't struggle long, but I struggled a little bit on how I wanted to open this conversation. Uh, because as uh, some of you know, I'm teaching at KU now. Thank you to Max Utzler. Max helped open a door uh, for me that I never really realized was possible. I can only imagine how he felt after 40 years, and I've been doing this for five. 
And most of that was just one semester. And so, okay, how do I, how do I open this? And uh, as some of you may know, I love movies. And uh, one of my favorite actors of all time is a guy named Richard Dreyfus. And Richard Dreyfus, probably about 25 years ago, he starred in a movie called Mr. Holland's Opus. And Mr. Holland was a high school music teacher who had taught at a school up in Washington State for about 35 or 40 years. And when he decided to retire, uh, the school honored him. Mr. Holland at this school, played by Richard Dreyfus, the actor, he realized his potential, but he never knew how valuable he was to that high school where he taught. Uh, he didn't know that he was uh, admired, beloved, other adjectives that can go with uh, a career where you help change lives. Mr. Holland was a music teacher, and an opus is a musical piece. And he had been writing this song, this opus, for years, but he could never complete it. And at the end of the movie, uh, he finally completes his opus as he goes into retirement. And um, one of his students from the past showed up to help introduce him to the school at his retirement. This former student had now grown up. She was a grown lady, and she had turned out to be the governor of the state of Washington. And she told um, the entire assembly of students that, Mr. Holland, you've been trying to complete this opus for all these years. You've been trying to complete this, complete this musical piece for all these years, but you, you haven't realized that we are your opus. Look at all these faces. Look at all these lives out here that you have changed, that you have made better. C10, in my opinion, is part of Max's opus because it's because of the work of people like Max that we have C10 uh, that helps mentor, teach young people. So there's my there's my open. <laughs> and uh, Max, we're going to start today. How you doing tonight, by the way, Max? Oh, doing, doing just fine. <laughs> you ever seen that movie, Mr. Holland's Opus? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'm not going to call you Richard Dreyfuss. I'll call you Max through, <laughs> throughout this interview. Uh, and we're going to start tonight uh, with those those five questions. These are, and I, I know you love baseball. We're going to get into that here in a minute. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to start here with a couple of uh, questions, and uh, we're going to give you some different questions because you, you've heard them all before. So these are a little bit different. There, there's nothing that's going to come out of, speaking of baseball, left field, okay? Yeah. So uh, who was your hero growing up? Who was your hero growing up? Uh, Johnny Unitas, quarterback of the Baltimore Colts. And and why they called him Johnny U? Why Johnny U? Uh, uh, he. He was unique at that time. He was certainly the best passer in the NFL. He seemed like a really nice guy, too. And I particularly adopted him because he wore high-top football shoes, and my dad made me wear high-top football shoes. So, <laughs> um, Very few quarterbacks today wear that uh, very Johnny U familiar number 19 as well. Um, the most impactful book you think you've ever read, Max? Can you pinpoint one? Because I know you've read a few. What? See, I was whole, all prepared for the standard questions you were going to ask. <laughs> I think Max. I think I think Matt folks is yeah. just doing a backflip because he wanted to change things up just a little bit for you. Yeah. Most impactful book. What what book have you think you've read or that you really like? Let's put it that way. Uh, you actually. Uh, you and I have one in common there. Uh, uh, when I was teaching the sports and the media class that Al now teaches, 
I, I had to change books because the book that I had first used was out of print. And the one that I chose is called The System. And it's a series of essays basically about all the nasty things that happen in big time college sports. And that book really framed a lot of how I taught this class. And I certainly didn't ask Al to continue using that book, but he has. So it must have had some impact on you too, Al. Absolutely, uh, Max, because um, I like the book because, yes, it deals with college football, but it's the people connected to college football. And so much of your opus, Max, is about people. And I like that book because it's it's about coaches, players, administrators, um, wives, <laughs> a lot of people connected to the sport of college football. But I see it as a book about people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. There's a lot of sh- your word chicanery that goes on in the book. Yeah. And, and uh, one of the authors was Armin Katayan, and I hmm. yeah. pretty well known guy. I did get a chance to meet him at a convention one time. And that was one of the reasons I select the book, because I knew I mean, there are a lot of books out there that take pot shots at all the evils of sports, particularly big time college sports. And I'm not a defender of everything they do, but I knew that Armand would treat it in a respectful way. And he did in that book. Okay. Uh, Question number three. We're going to have four total here. Okay. Question number three. uh, What living person would you most like to have lunch with? I just had it Monday, one of my mentors, uh, the coach and athletic director who recruited me to Knox College. Uh, He's 89 years old now. And uh, uh, I was back at Knox for homecoming over the weekend. And um, you don't miss many of those, do you? No, no, definitely not. Well, because my best friend and roommate was back for it. But anyway, so I arranged to have uh, lunch with him on Monday. uh, on Monday, because I was going to be staying over an extra day, and he couldn't play. Uh, he, he couldn't meet on Friday because he was playing golf with three of my other former classmates, teammates. Uh, he's 89. He uh, he always shoots his age, but he shot an 87 that particular day. <laughs> you know, it was about 45 degrees out and everything like that. But um, uh, I've, I've had three key mentors in my life, but I think Arlene Osher came at a time that was, my whole life would have changed without him. I remember we met for the first day. He was also the freshman football coach. I was recruited mostly for basketball, but it was fall and time for football. So I went out for that too. And I remember we had 35 in our freshman class and we met for the first meeting with him. And his uh, part of his speech to him, he said, now, now, guys, if there's any time during your time here at Knox that you need help with schoolwork, finances, trouble with girls, come and see me. I'll help you out. And a ripple of laughter went through <laughs> the whole room with all the football players. And we go, come on, we're football players. We don't have to Anything like that. And certainly by the time I was a junior, I dealt with all three with him there. I didn't even get to my senior year on on all of that. But um, I mean, he completely changed my life and everything that would happen would happen after that. And ironically, 
after one year, I gave up basketball. Uh, it may have been my best sport, but it was also Knox's best sport, and I wasn't going to get to play there at all. I was already working at the newspaper and at the radio station, and I went to him in a very guilty way after football season and said, I'm, I said, are you seeing something? Am I going to get to play if I stay with basketball? And he goes, no, you're quite a bit down the depth chart. And and I had to take a deep breath to say, well, boy, I, I, I'm going to be playing in football and baseball. I, what would it, what would happen if I dropped basketball? And he said, you got an opportunity to do a lot of work at that newspaper and radio station. And if you'll follow up with that, you'll get a lot out of that. <laughs> Boy, was he ever right. Because it was those jobs there that got me admitted to grad school. It wasn't my GPA that got me admitted. <laughs> it was working in those working in those jobs. You saw something that you beat at that time didn't see. Absolutely. And I, every time I, I mean, I see him, I look him up every time I go back home, which is a couple of times a year. And and we had a two and a half hour lunch on, on Mondays. That was Monday. the highlight of my trip. Uh, the final, final question of this four question quartet. How did you find motivation to teach for 40 ish years, Max? How, how'd you do 40 years? I've never had to answer that question, so I'm going to be talking and thinking at the same time. So this may turn out to be gibberish to you. Um, I guess I never really thought of it as a job. I mean, I I worked. I mean, when the the three different times I went and worked in TV news, that was a job. I felt like I was doing a job at that time. Teaching, I never. I I just never felt felt. You just enjoyed it that much. Every, every, well, I know one thing I like, particularly compared to TV. I thought the whole, and Al, you can identify it, Cynthia, you'll identify with this really well, that TV was like this, mm. ups and downs. I mean, the day that we had the 14-inch snowfall in St. Louis was wonderful. Uh, sorry, sounds kind of macabre to say that, but, you know, no, that, uh, uh, but uh, that was coupled with dozens of days where we'd come into the morning meeting and we'd have to try to make up news because there was nothing going on. <laughs> and and those those days weren't any fun, weren't any fun at all. And the people that I had to deal with in TV news, some turned out to be great friends and some of them I hoped I'd never have to see them again. And and actually one of the Everybody. things one of the things that that Harley said when I did an interview with him upon his retirement, this is my my mentor Harley Nosher. I did an interview that traced his whole career from the time he was a little boy playing little league baseball till <clears throat> up became when he became coach and athletic director. Uh, my very last question, <clears throat> and it, it's a question I often ask people when I'm interviewing them and doing kind of a you know career look. I said. How do you want to be remembered now that you retire? How do you want to be remembered? And I'll never forget what he said. It stopped me in my tracks. He goes, I love them all. I didn't like them all, but I love them all. I thought, boy, does that ever sum up the life of a teacher right there? Loved them all, didn't like them all. 
This is J.R. Buckner, President and CEO of First Federal Bank of Kansas City. We hope you're enjoying this week's conversation. For this week's Student Spotlight, I'd like you to meet one of the students in our C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. Hi, my name is Norman Davis. I'm from Shawnee Mission North High School. My favorite part of C10 is meeting old friends and also meeting new friends. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is proud to make a donation this week to the Post High School Scholarship Fund for seniors in the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. If you'd like to join us in this effort to give our future leaders an opportunity after high school, please click on the link in the show's notes. Now back to this week's conversation. You have gone from, you know, teaching at KU, not, there wasn't a a cutoff, but even before you were done at KU, you helped formulate the curriculum here at C10. What was the what was the impetus behind the foundation and maybe the thought process that went into C10, the curriculum, and and, and the way you kind of mapped it out right there at the beginning that has molded into what we have today? Well, first of all, uh, Matt and Dayton had laid a very good foundation already. They they had a very clear perspective on what they wanted to accomplish. And then it just became a matter, and they'd already started doing this a little bit of trying to break break it down into workable pieces that might contribute with that. And actually, now that you mention that, Al, uh, I've got to hand it to to Matt and Dayton. The basic structure that we started with of we want to do some academic preparation, we want to do life skills, wanted to have guest speakers from all different and do service projects. That was our structure the very first year, and that's our structure today. So those are four pretty good building blocks, Max. Yeah, and and well, I don't take much credit for for that at all, but um, but it, it was a a great concept to start from, and I think one that has served us well through the five years here. Um, I see your background. Uh, people listening to us on a podcast can't see it, mm-hmm. uh, but your background is a baseball field. Yep. You mentioned Knox College playing football, basketball, but uh, those who know you, not even well, but certainly those who know you and know you well, know you love the sport of baseball. And I'm not just talking about your St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. I'm saying the sport of baseball. Yeah. Why do you have this affection for this game, this this all-American sport? I think part of it is that I've been able to continue to play. I mean, I liked each of the three sports for different reasons. I, I was just talking to my, uh, I was with my old r- roommate for quite a bit of, of the weekend and he was co-captain of the football team, played safety. And um, the thing that we both loved about football was interestingly enough, the mental aspects of it, the thinking part of football. I know most people think of football, well, rock them, sock them, you know, <laughs> knock them down, but for the, those of you out there who have played or are still playing football, it's a very serious mental game. And particularly by me playing quarterback, you know, I really, I not only had to know what I was supposed to do on every play, I had to know what every one of my teammates was supposed to do. And I had to know how the defense. And I love that preparation of that. And I've often said, if I could play one more game of anything, you know, to end my career now, I, it would be one more football game. I, I, I love that part of it, but uh, I was going to say, but <laughs> uh, 
back in 1970 when I played my last football game, that was my last football game. <laughs> and I I played uh, I played uh, on a city league basketball team when I was in Columbia going to going to grad school, and you know, except for a couple of gun related incidents when the fans got a little rowdy, you know, that uh, that was fine. Um, but I was able to play on a semi-pro team when I was uh, in, in Columbia. We had the Columbia Stags, and uh, we traveled around and played other town teams around the, around the state and, and then played in that uh, uh, NABC tournament that the objective was to get to Wichita for that. And our team was never good enough to do that, but continued playing there. And then when I left uh, Columbia, I was 36 at that time. And had accepted the job in St. Louis, and I hated to leave the Stags. I hated to leave that baseball team. I played for them for 14 years. Yeah, I'm 36. I'm never going to be able to play baseball again. And then I end up back in Kansas City. And when I was 40, they started men's senior baseball. I was one of the first guys to raise my hand on that one, and that was 35 years ago. And I'm still sort of playing baseball. So I think that's probably what has has helped develop that. And then through Matt getting me started, uh, being one of the official scorers for then the T-Bones, now the Monarchs, and then becoming a Royals official scorer, um, and then getting to know Dayton and getting to know Mike Matheny. And then one of my best friends for the last 50 years, John Rooney is the uh, radio announcer for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I, I used to produce his TV show when he was doing uh, Mizzou football and basketball. And I followed his career and visited him when he was working for the Twins and the White Sox. Never dreamed that he'd end up with the Cardinals any day. Well, now we talk about, you know, the gift from heaven on that one. Anytime I want to go to Cardinals, hey, John, you know, leave me a pass. Okay. And that's so, so between the start of April and, well, like, Right now on my TV that I promise not to look at here, I have the World Series game on because I'm pulling for Dayton to get another ring there. So there's no I, one in this Zoom room who is not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I true. think that would be very special, obviously yeah. for him, but yeah. I think also for C10. Yeah. And and I think the thing I like about about baseball is unlike football, where you do have to have a certain amount of emotion to do well, you've really got to check your emotions at the door. And playing baseball, if you get too ramped up, too hyped up, you you can't do anything. You've got to have that nice, easy, solid state to be to be able to do that. And I think that probably is a little bit more in my personality. Like I said, I didn't like TV because of the ups and downs. One of the things I liked about teaching is every day it was kind of, you know, on kind of the same level playing field all the time. Um. Your work here at, at, at C10, Max, is, is invaluable. Um, what's it mean to you to be connected to C10 basically day in, day out, and still work in this voluntary role? I like the now. I definitely like the now part. One of the things I used to say that I liked about teaching so much is that we had a beginning, a middle, and an end uh, each semester. So I had beginning, middle, and end twice a year. and I still have that beginning, middle, and the end. So uh, the beginning that I look forward to is that first night of really getting to, you know, I've been on the interviews, but really getting to know all of you new students who've come in. That is very, 
very exciting for me. And in the middle is kind of seeing the development and the growth. And I've already seen some of that. I've seen a couple of things where either the student or the parent or somebody else is saying, well, such and such, you know, doesn't really speak up very much. It's kind of shy. And I'm seeing, no, not seeing that. Not seeing that. I, I knew I knew that would happen. That worked out well. And in the end, I think that goes back to the Harley Nosher advice of love them all. But <laughs> when we come to the end and it's time for the folks to move on, you know, I, I want to help anybody who wants my help. But I realize at that point, there are probably some people who don't want my help. And so that'll be a little, little harder to keep in touch there. But but that's that's a new beginning. And, and I, I've been so pleased that, that some of the students who have left the program have managed, I mean, William Hester calls me every time he has a term paper due to ask about how he wrote it and get and get my copy editing advice. I, I'm so proud to have him. You know, he apologized. No, 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 you're not bothering me. I really like like doing this. I don't have to grade his paper. You know, <laughs> but, uh, so so that's a real plus on that. And I think I've been on oh five different college visits just few few weeks ago, Norman and uh, JW and I went on a visit to Rockhurst. Here, I've lived all these years in Kansas City, knew about Rockhurst, but I didn't really know about Rockhurst. I was so impressed with what I learned about them and, and found out about them along the way. I, so I guess that's my way of just kind of continuing. I'm still going to school. Well, sorry for that somewhat abrupt ending. We went directly in the interview from the questions with Max into the Q&A with the students asking Max their questions. As we oftentimes do, though, with these interviews, we left that part out. So Al didn't get a chance really to, to wrap things up. But I want to reiterate just how thankful I am personally for Max's assistance with the C-10 program and so many things we do with C in the Major Leagues, including being a, a key force behind us starting the See You at Top Golf event, which just shameless plug here, is coming up May 23rd of next year. So 5-23-24. And frankly, when it comes to Max, I am thankful for his friendship as well. We have a couple of interesting episodes for the next couple of weeks, including another KC area media personality, a filmmaker who spent several years in Hollywood and much more. Oh, and thank you for listening this week. Well, that does it for this episode of the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we hope that you'll leave a favorable review on your favorite podcast platform. If you didn't enjoy it, or you have other comments or suggestions for potential guests, you can click on the comment link in the show's notes. We drop a new episode at the end of every week, but be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an interview. And if you or your company would like to help underwrite this podcast, let me know. Until next time, this is Matt Folks for the CU and the Major Leagues Foundation saying be safe and take care.